0: Hello, everyone. This is Garrett Staples with the Welcome to the Jungle podcast, and this is episode three. Man, I have a lot of topics, a lot of hot things I want to talk about. I mean, Indianapolis uh, came to the close. You got all of the the numbers, all the analytics of you know how the players performed at the Indianapolis uh, Combine uh, for the NFL prospects and uh, draftees to be. So let's just go ahead and dive into it as we uh, get ready to talk to the Bengals and just some of the the most pressing issues by far is A.J. Green, okay? Uh, A.J. Green, do you sign him? Do the Bengals want to commit to A.J. after having about, oh man, about four or five years where he's been injury prone? Do you want to commit that long money or do you want to go ahead and just franchise AJ okay that's a major decision for uh, Cincinnati and and for Mike Brown, uh, Katie Blackburn, Troy Blackburn, uh, Duke Tobin and for Zach Taylor and and the staff uh, you know that's that's a big decision but you also have to take in consideration also we're looking to do a reset here in Cincinnati. And if you're taking Joe Burrow, you got to have weapons for Joe Burrow to be able to throw to. And when Joe Burrow was interviewed, he was like, if I'm going to Cincinnati, of course I want A.J. Green there. I I need to have that weapon outside to throw to. And if you go back to Baton Rouge and to LSU and where Joe Burrow had his success, he was surrounded by athletes uh, and weapons for him to throw to at his disposal. And that's no different here in Cincinnati, you're definitely going to need AJ Green back. He's definitely still the number one receiver on on the Bengals uh, team on their roster. And then you also look at potentially the Bengals. They're they're going to have to get more explosive at the tight end position as well. Um, you when you go back over to LSU, just looking back at what Joe Burrow had to throw to uh, Randy Moss's son he's an athlete, the big target, uh, somebody uh, Joe really utilized actually in the championship game, had a a great championship game, I believe it's Thaddeus Moss, and just moving on, if you're going to bring in a starting quarterback, a franchise quarterback, I don't know about you Bengals fans, but I don't sleep at night well knowing that Cordy Glenn doesn't want to be in Cincinnati, okay? Jonah Williams didn't play. He played meaningless football towards the end of the year, so we still don't know what we have in him. And these are the two guys right now, respectively, that are supposed to protect Joe Burrow's blind side. I don't sleep well at night like that. I know in football, you build your teams inside out, and with the pass rushers that are in the AFC North Division, Jonah Williams starting at left tackle, just going off of his ratings from Cincy, uh, J- the Cincy Jungle podcast, they weren't great, just talking about Jonah Williams and his, his scouting combine, going back to Indianapolis uh, previously last year and just what he graded out with the shorter arms, which always concerns me at left tackle, okay? And then you look at a guy like Cordy Glenn, who he doesn't like the medical staff that the Bengals have. Uh, Kind of one of those same situations with Trent Williams where he didn't trust the medical staff uh, in Washington. And we also know what Cordy Glenn with the, the concussions, that whole type of deal. I think you want to go ahead and try to move on from Cordy Glenn and use him as draft capital, anything you can really get for him, which I think you, you can maybe move him to a team and trade him to a team like the Giants and get some draft capital back, uh, some picks or anything like that. That's a major boost for the team that, I mean, the Bengals, even when you draft a quarterback, this team has a lot of holes to fill. I feel like you, your offensive line, you need to fill holes. The defensive line, it needs to be revamped. So there's still a lot of holes on both of the uh, lines. And like they say, when it comes to football, if you can't win in the trenches in your offensive line and your defensive line, you're going to be ineffective. You're not going to win any ball games. And you could see that as far as the Bengals stopping the run. And you could see that with Joe Mixon having to juke in the backfield uh, before he even gets past the line of scrimmage. Things have to be fixed along the uh, offensive line. Okay. And let's just talk about Bobby Hart. I don't know the Bengals. I don't know what Jim Turner, the offensive line coach. I do not know what he sees in Bobby Hart. Uh, I, I don't know what the staff sees in him. I think Bobby Hart is a great rotational player. I feel like there is a reason why Bobby Hart and the Giants, the Giants decided to move on from Hart. And when it comes to Hart, he's a great rotational player, but you need bookends on your offensive line. So I don't know if that means that the Bengals, they need to go at left tackle. They need to go into free agency. Or in the right tackle, you can you can normally find those a little bit easier uh, at the right tackle position. But the Bengals, they need to find and they need to upgrade both their tackle slots, the left and the right tackle. I know a lot of Bengals fans get on me and they say, well, Garrett, you're, you're a homer. You're a Buckeyes fan through and through. You hate Alabama. But let me just say this about the Bengals. Dating back to... Andre Smith, Dre Kirkpatrick. Just looking at the Bengals' track record and what they do drafting Alabama Crimson Tide players. Look at the history of the Bengals, going back to Willie Anderson, drafting him out of uh, Auburn, uh, Rudy Johnson, and I believe even... um, Icky Woods, I believe he came out of, I have to fact check that, I had to look that back up, but um, just looking at uh, the players that have, uh, if it wasn't Icky Woods, uh, it's James Brooks, I might be confused on that one. I'll have to go back on that one and uh, pull that out for you. But what I'm saying is, certain teams draft from certain colleges better than others, and for some reason, like the Bengals should have taken Mac Wilson, that linebacker, that was a need. That still hasn't been fully addressed for the Bengals. Okay, and then you remember last season during the draft, the Steelers moved up one spot before the Bengals so they could go ahead and draft Devin Bush. So that's still a need for the Bengals right now. Okay? And as I just work my way through some of my, my, my notes and Let's just talk about receiver, and let's talk about the potential of A.J. Green, and I hate to say it, and the Bengals. After, which is being rumored all around the league, that you franchise A.J. Green. After that year, they don't do a long-term deal. So I'm thinking, in my mind, why you have A.J. Green on the roster while you have a rookie receiver who can kind of be groomed by behind AJ, excuse me, for a year or so, here's some names to look forward to in the draft for the Bengals, so they can maybe make that uh, transition transition from uh, AJ and find another uh, a starting uh, wide receiver because. The best availability is durability, and we all know that A.J., he has just not been able to stay on the the football field, and that has really hurt the Bengals. So uh, names, you can think of some prospects. Uh, Brandon Ayuk out of uh, Arizona State. Okay, Uh, Tyler Johnson out of Minnesota. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones out of Michigan. Uh, His ball skills were, oh my goodness, outrageous. You know, and I call him that team up north because I am a Buckeyes fan, but I have to respect his game and what he did in the combine. Uh, when it comes to Donovan Peoples-Jones, for uh, what he did at the combine in Indianapolis, I mean his vertical jump—it was—it was off the charts. And then here's a couple other names. You know, somebody that you could maybe get in a little bit the later rounds—a uh, Ben Victor, who. He was a little bit underutilized at Ohio State, but has that prototypical height uh, that you would like to see out of a wide receiver. And I don't know if his hands and his route running is as good as, say, the wide receiver of Michael Thomas down there at New Orleans. But body types a little bit you could kind of see that, and that could be a sleeper pick for the Bengals, of Ben Victor. And let's just go back to uh, Clemson, but I know the Bengals would have to move up to probably take uh, uh, T. Higgins, but those are just some names that I throw out there. And just going to the tight end position, I think the Bengals, they'll probably bring uh, Tyler Eifert back, but you still need to get younger, and they need an impact player, at the tight end position, uh, targets and weapons for Joe Burrow to basically be able to throw to. Him. Okay. And we're looking at the linebackers and for, for one of the first times ever, uh, just dating back for decades, the Bengals are really rumored and I think they feel the pressure of the fan base to actually spend some money in free agency and not just resigning their own. And the free agent linebackers, it's not a great prop uh, to spend, just spend money on uh, frivolously. Uh, so here are some names that I look for in the draft that could really be nice to pair with the Jermaine Pratt. Okay? Uh, let's talk about a guy named Kenneth Murray for the Oklahoma Sooners. Great athlete, sideline to sideline player can cover, can hit, can run. I mean, uh, everything that you could want in a uh, linebacker. So that's a name I throw out there. And, you know, I, my, my Buckeye Homerisms are coming out right now. And just look at a Malik Harrison from Ohio State. And he did everything as well. He could cover the tight ends. Um, he could drop back in coverage. He could blitz. Uh, he could stuff the run at the line of scrimmage so these are dynamic linebackers that would definitely be upgrades to what to what the linebacking corps is for in Cincinnati right now because let's be realistic the guys that the Bengals are starting right now, the Nick Vigils the Prats and whomever else right now I don't think they would start on any other NFL roster but here in Cincinnati right now and that that's not to disrespect the Bengals, but that is that's not good either. Um, I don't think the Bengals have had a Pro Bowl linebacker since uh, what maybe Vontez Burfict, and that has to that has to change. That is definitely I feel like a position of need for the Bengals, and somewhere where you need to really go ahead and upgrade. And. Like I said, I touched on the Bengals in their drafting of Alabama, Andre Smith, Drake Kirkpatrick. I know it's too early for Jonah, Jonah Williams to really make an assessment, but I feel like that offensive line, if you go to some of these schools like Georgia, Wisconsin, uh, going back to Kevin Zeitler, Willie Anderson coming out of Auburn, These are the schools the Bengals need to be at the pro days. And that's where they need to be drafting to revamp this offensive line. And that's where the Bengals have had success as far as the offensive line. Okay? So those are just a few topics and a few things I wanted to to touch. And if Joe Burrow is the pick, then you've really got to revamp the offensive line to protect Joe Burrow and I feel like the defense the defense as a whole from defensive line to linebackers it's got to be revamped and I look at Carlos Dunlap he's still good off the edge at defensive end but we need a, a starting defensive end who can bring pressure off the other edge and that's where I revert back to my thought. I know a lot of Bengals fans wouldn't like this, where you trade down a couple spots, you take a Chase Young, and then you move back up if you have, you know, to the early second end of the first round. And a quarterback who his his scores, uh, his combine was electric, is a Jalen Hurts. And I would love, and it's been rumored that the Steelers really like Jalen Hurts and would really like to add him, you know, as the next quarterback for the Steelers. Because let's, I mean, if you had the the opportunity to go in free agency, and I saw another rumor as far as the Steelers taking Jameis Winston or Jalen Hurts, I'm going Jalen Hurts all the way. And I would love to return the favor, get a little revenge on, on uh, Pittsburgh after they took moved up one spot ahead of us last season in the draft and took Devin Bush. So how about a little bit of payback? You go and grab Chase Young. You have your book in the pair with Carlos Dunlap. And now you have Jalen Hurts as your quarterback. You have an athlete, an elite athlete, uh, so, uh, one of the most disruptive forces, the most disruptive force in college football in a chase young, and you come right back with a Jalen hurts who basically trained with the quarterback guru, Quincy Avery fixed his throwing motion. And I mean, he just showed out Uh bleach report. You can look it up, uh, his reviews for Jalen hurts. Uh, if you watched NFL network, and you saw Steve Mariucci, and and, and I watched that. Just watch Jalen Hurts do the 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 chalk talk, where basically Steve Mariucci he'll draw up a play, then he'll erase it, and then I just watched Jalen Hurts. He just got a he's got a confidence, a swag. He he put the the play back up on the chalkboard, and I mean even delivering how the play was supposed to go, where the wide receiver, how the and you'll see it. He said the tight end is supposed to sit outside of the uh, tackle and drop down right there. I mean, he just had a swagger, a confidence, Jalen Hurts, that the Bengals haven't seen before at the quarterback position. And I feel like Jalen Hurts, he's played at Alabama, he's won a national championship, he's been there, he's done it. And then he went to Oklahoma and he learned just offense and how to read coverages under Lincoln Riley. And I just think those are two advantageous situations where you, you learned under Saban. Saban's more, I feel like his offenses are game management, but he started to open up a little bit. And then you go from there and become a total, complete quarterback and passer by going to Oklahoma and learning under Lincoln Riley under that, that passing scheme of Lincoln Riley. I mean, just look at it. You have Baker Mayfield up in Cleveland. Uh, first-round pick, first pick in the NFL draft. Then you come back and you turn around for Arizona with Kyler Murray. I mean, just look at what Lincoln Riley is doing and how he grooms these quarterbacks for the next level. And I say Jalen Hurts is a steal. And, and, And it basically addresses two needs over just one for the Bengals. That addresses the pass rusher, the edge rusher, that the Bengals so desperately need, because they had, they were one of the lowest teams as far as pressuring, and then also as far as quarterback play, you have your quarterback for the future, okay? Because there's a, like I said, there's a lot of holes that the Bengals need to address. Um, I actually looked up, and that was on nfl.com if you look at the offensive line per pro football focus the Bengals were third worst in the league offensive line play so you you can't tell me that left tackle doesn't worry you where whoever this left tackle is going to be if it's going to be jonah williams or cordy glenn they have to protect joe burrow's blind side of joe if joe burrow is the pick or whoever's going to play quarterback for the Bengals, I, I don't sleep well at night with those two because Glenn can't stay healthy, and we don't know what we have in Jonah Williams quite yet. And then on the other end, Bobby Hart—he's one of the worst per pro football focus, and I don't know it's, he's just like it feels like he's stealing money in Cincinnati, and that that position needs to be upgraded. So it's been good talking with you, uh, Bengals fans. I'll be reaching back out to you a little bit later, but it was a lot of, you know, with the the, the Combine and Indy just finishing up, I just wanted to reach back out to you, talk a little Bengals football, and, uh, you know, it's going on about 11 o'clock tonight on a Tuesday night. Everybody uh, have a good one, and that's episode three of the Welcome to the Jungle podcast.